Amen. We're going to uh, talk about healing. In fact, the last time I ministered, I know one time I, I, I get mixed up on Sunday nights because I don't do that many, but it wasn't long ago that I started uh, ministering on healing, and Pastor Judy is doing a series on Sunday morning, so I will be with you on Sunday nights. Until she gets done, she lets me back in the pulpit on Sunday mornings, then I'll come back, amen. Hallelujah, wasn't that good this morning, the ones that were here? Hallelujah. So important to hear the word of God. Healing, divine healing, and there's many ways that we can flow with this, but I want us to, you know, there's always something that's trying to attack us. This time of year, it's, the cold season, or it's allergies, or it's something else that, that tries to come on us. We, we live in this world. It's a corrupt world full of disease and everything else, but you and I as Christians, we have to build up our immune system in the spirit. We have an immune system, Psalms 91, but we've got to apply it. We've got to believe it, not just think about it and say, ooh, you know, that's good. Hallelujah. How do you know, don't you know it's better to stay healed than have to get healed? Walk in divine health? Well, that's why we have to fill ourselves with the word of God concerning healing. Now, if you are in lack, you've got to fill yourself up with prosperity scriptures, how God has promised to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. But um, I like what Dodie Osteen uh, shared that her husband John Osteen said, that you need to not just get into the word of God concerning healing when you need it, but get into it and build up an account, amen? Fill yourself with the word of God so it'll be there, amen, in the time of need. So when sniffles come on and so on and so forth, and again, we're all humans, we all fight that, and uh, I had a little bit of a, a sniffle going on the beginning of the week, so I went to uh, <laughs> I went to the doctor, and my doctor wasn't in. She's a Christian, and so you know they looked at me and did all. The, I had to take that stupid COVID test. How many of you hate that? Yeah, stick it up your nose. Ugh. Rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> they they did that. I went in there and and. Uh, she got on the wrong side of me already. It was a nurse practitioner. And she made a, a comment. Well, the CDC recommends. Oh, that shut it off right there. <laughs> I don't care what the CDC recommends. You're not doing it to me. Whatever you think you're going to do to me, that they recommend, that ain't going to happen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. But, uh, amen. Now, I want us to look at James, chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, Amplified Bible. And this t- is talking about faith. How I many of you know it takes faith to receive from God? Amen? That's the only way you begging and pounding the floor and whatever we do sometimes when we, we get stressed out, we need a miracle. The only thing that that God hears is faith, amen? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So the Lord, I mean, through the Bible, God is looking for faith. 
Now let's look at this. It says, only it must be in faith that he asked with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. So when we're asking God, and we have very many scriptures that promises uh, if we ask, we'll receive, that our joy may be filled. Amen. Jesus said, ask the Father in my name, and he will give it to you. Uh, in John, St. John, and uh, scriptures throughout the Bible, we ask. Amen. Everybody that asks, everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. Everyone that knocks shall be open unto them. Hallelujah. But faith, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For one who wavers, hesitates, and doubts, it's like a billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, say truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asked for from the Lord. This is the kind of person he is. For being... As he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. So we have to be, uh, receive the word of God concerning healing. And I I like Matthew chapter 8. We're not going to read that as far as the chapter. But the leper that came to Jesus begged Jesus, wilt thou make me clean? And what was Jesus' answer? Maybe. I will. And you'll find out through Old Testament and New Testament alike that it is always God's will to heal. Now religion has made excuses. Well, that's passed away. When the apostles died, healing, we don't know what God's going to do. We don't understand the things of God. Maybe he's teaching teaching you something. So he's putting sickness on you. And all kinds of garbage that religion has taught because we have not been bold enough to declare that God's word is, 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 is forever settled in heaven. Amen. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what Jesus set out to do in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he carried it through the disciples in the book of Acts, and it's still happening today. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, and these signs shall follow them that believe. And one of those signs is they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise the Lord. So we can't be double-minded about the things of God. Now, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And I encourage you to, you know, if you have YouTube, how many of you have YouTube on your phones? All right. You can find almost 24 hours of healing scriptures. With music in the background. Pastor Judy and I, we like to listen to Dodie Osteen. We loop it where it plays over and over and over. I know all the stories by heart. Amen. And you think, you know, I mean, this is, the only time I don't do that is on Saturday nights. I'm meditating on my message all night long. <laughs> but uh, it's getting the word of God in you. In you. It's got to be in you. And that's one way to get it in you if you listen to healing scriptures. Just put it on. If you have somebody else with you around, get the ear pods or something. But listen to the word on healing 
because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, not having heard. Now, if you've been a Christian a long time, and I've, I've fallen into this category too sometimes, well, I know that already. Come on now. <laughs> I used to think about that when I went to the uh, Believers Convention, Brother Kenneth Copeland, and they had Jerry Savelle and, and uh, Jesse DePlantis and Creflo Dollar and all of them. In one year, I don't, a couple, a few years back, uh, you know, we weren't able to go, but we, we ordered the, the uh, we downloaded the, the teachings. <laughs> and guess what everybody taught on? Matt, no, Matthew eleven twenty three, and I mean Mark eleven twenty three and Mark eleven twenty four. Every one of them, that was their scripture. They hadn't consulted each other, but every one of them taught on the same. You know, they were all different. And my thing was, I already know that. I preached it. I can quote it. But see, that's the wrong thinking. Because every time the word of God is alive, active, full of power. And so the word of God is what changes us from the inside out. Don't ever get to the place where I've heard that before, Pastor. Repetition is not bad. Repetition is something that you mutter, you, you hear over and over and over again. Hallelujah. I like what one pastor, he was preaching a series and uh, this was a church that had uh, a board, board of deacons. And uh, so the board of deacons called the pastor in and said, Pastor, we love your message, but it's the same every Sunday. It's been like that for a month. Every Sunday morning, you preach the same sermon. And the pastor said, when you start doing it, I'll change it. Wow. When you start listening and doing it, be doers of the word, not hearers only, because it says you deceive yourself if you think you're doing it and you're not. Okay? I wasn't planning on saying all of that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. This is an awesome scripture, the last part of that. God introduces himself in the Old Covenant. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commandments. Now let me ask you, who's obeyed his commandments? Nobody has ever obeyed all of his commandments. Who did? Jesus. Say, Jesus obeyed the commandments for me. Hallelujah. He qualified you. He qualified me to receive healing and prosperity and the blessing of God. All right? So obeying his commands and keeping all of his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. And Brother Kenneth Hagin said that in the Hebrew, that, that's not a causative, but that's a permissive. God permitted that to happen. God is not the author of disease. The Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. So if something happens bad, don't blame it on God. 
God did not send the hurricane. God did not send the tornadoes. God did not, you know, send the earthquakes. We live in this world. And the Bible says the, the, the earth is, is convulsing, waiting for the, the, the manifestation of the children of God. Hallelujah. All the earth, all creation is wanting to see that time when Jesus steps his foot on the Mount of Olives and comes back, the Prince of Peace, amen? That's gonna be a wonderful time. But until then, we gotta fight the good fight of faith. All right, so God makes himself known to the children of Israel, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth thee. If that's the only part of the scripture that you can memorize, I am the Lord that healeth thee, that's all you need. In fact, the Hebrew, somebody said this, it says what it really means is God said, I am the Lord that healeth thee, and that's all I can be. That's it. Amen. I am your healer, Jehovah Rapha. Praise the Lord. But, the, but people, the Bible says, I'm gonna go, you can put it up there. Hosea chapter four, verse six. says, my people, whose who's people? God's people, are destroyed for the lack of what? For the lack of knowledge. People don't know. And if they don't know, they cannot act on the word of God. Hallelujah. They are destroyed. So we need to understand that, that Jesus went to the cross doing the will, say doing, the will of his father. He only spoke what he heard his father speak. He only acted upon what his father told him to do. Amen? So how do we know? Jesus told the disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. If you've seen the works that I do, you know the heart of the Father. And Jesus was anointed to go about doing good and healing all of those who were oppressed of the devil. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Healing everyone that were oppressed. That meant sickness and disease. Read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Everything that, that, that was upon humanity, every kind of disease, Lame, palsy, whatever it was, fever. Jesus, even raising the dead. Everything, blinded eyes. So, in fact, Jesus, the first sermon he preached, he stood up in the synagogue, said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me to set what? The captives free. So humanity has been captivated by the enemy, your neighbor's. Some of your family members. Some of you still need to get free in some areas. But freedom is here. Hallelujah. It's time for that the oppressed go free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Peter 2.24. Very important scripture. The last por- portion for you to memorize. Who himself bore our sins in his own body. Himself. Jesus made that so personal. He bore my sins, he bore your sins in his body on that tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes. Now, what's the tense of that? Future tense? No, past tense. You were healed. I am healed. I'm not going to be healed, 
I am healed. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be healed in the future. And that's what the problem is in the church. And it's hard not to teach faith when you're teaching God's will to heal because it, it, it's all together. Amen. And James chapter uh, 1, that we read that. Don't let that man that's wavering, doubting, you know, ever think they'll receive anything from the Lord. So we have to have a made-up mind, get the Word of God in us, and then release our faith. What is faith? Believing and speaking, right? The spirit of faith. Some of you have been taught that. Mark Hankins is coming. He's going to teach us again. Hallelujah. Is he going to bring something new? No, he's going to teach you the same thing over because we need to hear it. We need to hear it. Hallelujah. Faith comes by not having heard, but hearing the word of God. By whose stripes I was healed. See, you will, your faith will never rise above your confession. Your faith will never rise. Well, you know, I just don't feel good today. Just uh, something, something's coming on me. Did you hear the news about the, the allergies that are out there? How about the new strain of COVID-19? Did you hear about that? Bless the Lord. <laughs> Did you hear about 1 Peter 2.24? By his stripes ye were healed. Amen. That I'm healed. I'm not going to be healed. And see, faith is always now. Now faith is, here I'm teaching on faith. So you can't teach healing without faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is a title deed of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? Unseen, not seen yet. So you've got to believe that you are healed before you see the manifestation of healing. So that's why the word of God has to be uh, in your heart and in your mouth concerning healing. You don't say one thing, you know, double-sided, two-tongue. You come to church and say, oh, bless God, I'm healed, hallelujah. And you go home and you act different around your family. That kind of person will not receive anything from the Lord. Amen? And I know that some of us, we like to rub it in. I just need a day off so I'm not feeling good. <laughs> Amen? Well, just take a day of rest. You don't have to say it and you're sick. Just say, I'm taking a day of rest, bless God. Is that what you're going to do? All right, you take it a day of rest. <laughs> Mondays, I always need a day of rest. Hallelujah. Get them and say, Pastor Judy, I don't feel good today. I got to stay in bed. And then my dog comes and looks at me. Say, I got to go out. I rebuke you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 5.30 in the morning, she's standing and looking, staring at me. And Judy says, honey, Ginger's got to go out. And I just lay there. No, no, no. I want to be sick. No. 
That's what our minds will do, stinking thinking. Come on now. But we, we, the word of God should be on the inside of us where it will counteract what our crazy thinking tries to bring to us, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, casting down imaginations. Amen? I'm not going to go for that, devil. I know my flesh wants to. See, the warfare is against your flesh. Your flesh. There's a warfare. Even the Apostle Paul talks about that warfare between your spirit and your flesh. See, when you're reading the word of God, when you're filling the word of yourself with the word of God, guess what? You're building your spirit man up. And it will take authority over your flesh, praise God. When your flesh wants to act stupid, your spirit man will kick in and say, you don't do that. You walk in love. You walk in victory. You walk in faith. Amen? You don't declare things that are. You declare things that are not. As a, Praise God, I'm healed even though I don't feel it. I am, praise God, I'm saved. And sometimes some of you don't feel like you're saved. But you are. Amen. Now, let's look at the scripture here. Got to hurry up. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, talking about the seed. You have to understand that this word is so important for your Christian walk. This is your life. Nothing else. You don't need anything else but this book. And of course, we've got good teachers. God's given us teachers. It's written books that will help us understand and build this word in us. Any book that you read need to, needs to be filled with the Bible. Scriptures, praise the Lord. All right, this is a sower sows the word. So you're sick. You have symptoms in your body. So you've got to get the word that's in here into here, into your heart. Not just in your head. You can memorize scriptures. Nothing wrong with that. But it isn't until you get it down here, praise God, where it changes things. All right, so the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Now we see this on Sundays in this group tonight. And there are some that will take this word and they're so hungry and ah, ah, you know, they'll eat it, glory. I just can't get enough of this. Oh man, I just, oh, I'm going to eat this. I'm just, mm. <laughs> Prophet said that. Ooh, glory to God. I have to take the ripped pages out and chew them up. Glory to God. And some of you say, well, I've heard that before. And some of you say, you know, look, look what Jesus said, okay? When they hear, Satan comes immediately. So when you're stirred up in church, Satan will meet you outside the church. Amen? To try to change your thinking. You've made your mind up. I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to tithe, I'm healed, I'm on fire, glory to God, and all of a sudden, you go out there in a pain, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> so I can guarantee you, when you get a breakthrough, guess who's going to show up? Immediately. Now, Jesus said this. Immediately, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. 
That's why the Bible says, above all, guard your hearts, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. Above all, we've got to guard that heart. Amen. And Ephesians chapter 6, and we're not going to get into that tonight, tells us how to put on the armor of God. And one thing is a breastplate of righteousness that covers, hallelujah, takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are those sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. Have you ever seen anybody like that? Oh, pastor, that was a good message. Amen, I don't know what you talk about, but that was a good message. <laughs> there was a group of ladies when we were in Brockton went to some special meeting somewhere to another area and they, and they were all excited about it and they came and Pastor Judy and I were in the, in the little foyer that we had there. And they said, oh, Pastor, you gotta go to this meeting. Oh, the, I mean, the word was so rich and just the power of God. And Pastor Judy said, what were they teaching on? And they said, I don't know. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> If you can't go home and tell somebody what the preacher was preaching on, number one, you were playing games on your phone <laughs> or you were texting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maybe we need to have areas in the church where people can text in like they do when you drive through New York. They have these stops where it says texting stop. <laughs> We got a texting room over there. Do not text during service or you will be struck by lightning. <laughs> Amen. See, you need to give your whole attention when the word of honoring, honoring God's word is honoring God. And if, man, if you have been diagnosed with something serious, you need to honor his word because God and his word are one. Likewise, <clears throat> These are likewise the ones on sunny ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves and so endure for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, when pain comes, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And a lot of Christians are in that category. They allow the word to be choked because they put God last. See, families that, that, that never attend church just once, once in a while. They put everything else before the house of God. I like what Pastor Scott and Holly said last week, that they knew where they are going to be on Sunday morning. They didn't have, you know, it wasn't a thought, what are we going to do today? We're going to be in church. Putting God's word first. Amen? Reading your Bible, praying every day, getting close to God, meditating on his word day and night, all right? So, don't allow the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things, choke the word so it becomes unfruitful. But listen to this. But these are the ones sown on good ground. How many of you are good ground tonight? Those who hear the word, 
There's a pattern here. They hear the word, they accept it, and they bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. Hallelujah. They hear the word, and they accept it, and they guard it. Nobody's taking this word from me. It's alive. It's active. Praise God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. Praise God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse three, uh, 23, the Passion Translation, says, through the internal, eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. Hallelujah. And this seed that he planted within you, see, healing seed can be planted in you. Prosperity seed can be planted in you. Hallelujah. And it says within you, can never be destroyed, but it will live and grow inside of you forever. Whoo, glory to God. That living word, that seed, praise God. So powerful. I want to show you just some scriptures real quick. Amen. About the integrity of the word of God. Now, we need to understand that how powerful God's word is. And so these are the one of the things, several of the confessions, several of the things I have in my, my notes, in my phone that I have on me. It says in Psalms 119, 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Healing is settled in heaven. Your healing is settled in heaven, praise God. Isaiah 40, verse 8 the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. That means 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed, stands forever. Nothing changes that. A doctor's diagnosis does not change that. An x-ray does not change that. God's word is more powerful than anything in the earth. Hallelujah. My, one of my favorite ones is Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Woo! If God has released his word and said, I am the Lord that healeth thee, it's not going to return to him void. It will accomplish your healing. Meditate on that a while. It'll create a shout in you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto it is sent. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, For I will watch over my word to perform it. Amen. And I declare this tonight that there's going to be a performance of God's word in your life. God is performing in your life. That cancer is gone in Jesus' name. Those tumors are gone in Jesus' name. Those things that the devil has tried to come against you, the, the performance of the word, ooh, the seed of the word of God. Oh, come and drive that out of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Uh, very popular scripture, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, for the word that God speaks is alive, full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow that is of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So what is the word of God? It is alive and active. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. He's not a man. He doesn't lie. Psalms 138, 2. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God's word has been magnified. We think about the name of Jesus. God's word. Mm. What did Jesus use in the wilderness temptation? It is written. He didn't use his opinion. (laughs) He didn't go by what he was feeling like. Remember, he'd been fasting. He said, Satan, it's written. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Joshua 24, 45, God's word will not fail. Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. Pastor, is it God's will to heal? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not only God's will to heal, but if you're born again, healing has already been deposited in you. Whoo, glory to God. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am. It's not going to be You need to rejoice tonight. Did you have something going on in your body? Because you have an opportunity to receive from Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, of the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus dwells in me, it quickens my mortal body. Quickens, it makes alive. It makes alive. Now, I mean, you might be attacked. Your body probably, you know, no matter what it feels like, you've got to receive your healing like you receive salvation. How many of you know that you're saved? Nobody can talk at you out of salvation. Well, how do you know you're saved? I, I, I just know it. I mean, not, the Spirit bears witness in my spirit that I'm a son of God. Well, how do you know you're healed? You kind of look sick. Shut up. (laughs) Amen. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved. Well, I'm healed 
and I know that I am. I'm healed. Well, what are you? Healed or sick? Are you saved or a sinner? Make up your mind. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And I know that. You just go to the devil know that. Hey, devil, I have a covenant with Almighty God. Whoo, glory to God. And it's an unchangeable covenant. It is an everlasting covenant. It's God's will to heal me. In fact, he's already healed me. He's not going to the cross again. He's not going to, to have his back beaten again. He's already done it. It is a done deal. And our part is to receive what he has already done on that cross 2,000 years ago. Every one of those stripes was for your healing. Hallelujah. Therefore, I'm not going to be healed. I am healed. I walk in victory. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at the Apostle Paul. We read many times, you know, he was beaten, he was left for dead, all kinds of stuff, you know. But God delivered him out of all of them. And before King Agrippa, he said, I think myself happy. Instead of a church, people coming to church looking like they're sucking on a sour lemon. I'm happy. I'm happy. Pastor, get up there. Say, Everybody happy? Yeah, I'm happy. Hallelujah. <laughs> you got the joy? Yeah, I got the joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Can't you tell? <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm healed. I'm saved. I'm financially prosperous. Good things are happening to me. All the time. Not some of the time, but all the time. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. Hallelujah. I'm healed. Asthma has no control over me. I'm healed. I'm healed. Food allergies, are you kidding? The Bible says these won't bust before you. Well, that's questionable. There's some things I will not eat. For instance, bugs. I'm not going to eat bugs. I don't care what the world, what they try to say. I'm not going to eat bugs. Hamburgers made out of bugs. Go kill a cow, but I'm not going to eat bugs. I want the real big, big steak, right? Amen. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, all the junk they put in the food nowadays, that's why you're supposed to pray over your food. You know, I know you can go to the health food, you can, but you can't do it all the time. You can't be perfect in those things that, you know, you, you just, hallelujah. Pray over your food. Bless it to your bodies. Sanctify it by the word of God and prayer. Hallelujah. Whatever chemicals they put on that thing, and if you're taking pills, 
Pray over those things. There will be no side effects. Some of the side effects will kill you more than what you're taking the pill for. Receive your healing. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me tonight.